Good evening and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and a very, very special guest. It is Matt Fox. Good to see you, Matt. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, Hugh. I'm doing really well. Thank you for inviting me. This is uh, lovely. You're very welcome. You are recommended by John uh, Potter. He said you have to get Matt Fox on the show. So we did that as soon as we could. Oh, that, uh, oh, that's the thing. Now, we always have good fun on the show and lots of questions. Now, I know you've got a big, big history of racing games uh, and all sorts of things. So I'm looking forward to getting into all of that. So for everyone who's watching, feel free to ask comments. You can ask a question in the comments. Just make sure I'll put the comments on there that you've got, uh, that you put it in, in uh, capital letters. And that means I can see it a lot easier. Now, I've also got the description, uh, the YouTube uh, uh, link for Matt's, uh, for Matt's channel in the description there so if you want to 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 uh, subscribe to his channel and see great sim racing content <laughs> then it's on there as well and uh, that would be fantastic but matt i always start with this question how did your kind of sim racing and kind of racing game uh, kind of uh, what you like of racing games begin um well th this is you know this could easily take up a whole hour i'll get my notes um right <laughs> so um if we if we talk about sim racing then in its in its um literal sense of simulated racing um because i'm of a certain age um i started with scale x trick ah, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. talking pre um, video games because at the time it would have been like early 80s and you still had f1 with murray walker on bbc one every other yeah, sunday yeah. and argos would have you know the f1 with the williams of people like hickey rosberg and stuff like that and there'd always yeah. be a Ferrari, even though they'd never won anything for 20 years, but there'd always be a Ferrari car. Yeah. <laughs> and and one, one Christmas, I was really lucky because um, my parents got me a Scale X-Trick and my uncle um, hadn't sort of discussed what to get me with them. And he got me one as well. So I ended up with two Scale X-Tricks. So a lot wow. of track and I could make these huge tracks that went the whole way around the lounge. And, um, you know, after, uh, but I didn't really have anybody to play with because my, my brother and sister are much older than me and I left home. So yeah. I had to become an expert at having a gun in both hands. Wow. And, um, and, and you know, you know, Montreal has the wall of champions where yeah. you have that, that white stretch of uh, concrete yeah. with the, with the tire marks on. I had the yeah. skirting board of champions where the cars <laughs> would just fly off yeah. and ding into the wall. But, um, yeah, so we had scale extracts. So that was, that was the starting point. And actually when I was thinking about this, it, it occurred to me that actually all, all of my memories and all of my um, leaps forward in sim racing are all um, reliant on controller inputs. So mm. when you get a new type of controller or a new a step up in controller, that tends to resonate. So um, we we start when I got my uh, so before the Atari, um, I had the um, the Binetone TV system, but there was no racing on that. Um, there was a green 
um, a black and white and color button, but there was no racing on it. So my no. first racing would have been on, on games would have been um, Indy 500 on the Atari 2600. And, yeah, and yeah. that came with controllers. It came with two paddles, yeah. unlike the normal paddles, which went a little bit and then stopped. The Indy 500 ones just spun and spun and spun. And this like blows your mind as like yeah. a 10 year old. You think it just doesn't stop. It's going on forever. So yeah. Indy 500. Um, and then there was other games after that on the Atari 2600, like obviously Pole Position and Enduro and um, Night Driver, etc. Um, but then um, the the sort of the video game crash happened. So the video game uh, in the home went a bit quiet. And most of the time, then I would be getting driving experience from the arcade. And yeah. if I sort of fast forward to 1986, certainly the, the, the biggest influence um, to get me interested in driving games was... Um, oh, wow. Outrun. Oh, um, yeah, Specifically yeah. the sit-down hydraulic cabinets. Wow. So, um, you know, Sega really yeah. were the masters at both hydraulic cabinets and sprite yeah. scaling and the speed, yeah. you know, sitting in one of these going through one of the stages where the columns are zooming overhead and you're ah. like, it's just so quick. Your brain can't comprehend it. So yeah, yeah. we had outrun wow. and then obviously um, we had uh, a leap for, and, and that obviously um, the, even the stand-up cabinet had a very primitive force feedback. If you went off the track, you got to dig, 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 dig through the wheel. Yeah. So yeah. you really felt the immersion in such a simple game. Um, yeah. But then we we jump forward uh, to other arcade games because then we went to the 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 really next generation as it was then of, of graphics. We went from bitmaps to um, textured polygons. So we had yeah. um, Daytona and Ridge Racer, and we had uh, Sega Rally, Manx TT. If you had the deluxe original cabinet in your arcade, which was a really heavyweight bike where the handlebars went the opposite way to the way you lent, not the plastic one, which just leans yeah. over. It was proper articulated, and it was a phenomenal. Um, so we moved on to that arcade, and then we had that spell in consoles where you finally yeah. got some sort of arcade quality with the Saturn and the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Um, and again, the Saturn, even though the conversions were okay, what was noticeable about the Saturn is they had a, um, a wheel. You could buy a wheel. It was like um, a long, elongated shape. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a round shape. But the thing about the wheel was it had a very big base and you could angle it and extend it. But because it had a big base, you could actually sit on it. You could put it in between your legs and anchor it and your seat and, and drive. Ah, right. And yeah, that, yeah. that made them so much more, again, immersive. There was no pedals. You yeah. had the accelerator buttons. So we went through that. Um, and then on the PlayStation side, now I was very lucky because um, I've, I've always had a job that pays well. And I had a friend at the time who had a computer store a video game ah. store and he did imports. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I actually yeah. had a, an import Japanese Saturn and an import Japanese PlayStation about six months before they were released here. So I had oh, these wow. games. I mean, it was a bit of a nightmare with the menus and stuff, but I was yeah. playing Ridge Racer well in advance. And, and it always makes me smile because there's so many people who've been on who've said, oh, yes, the PlayStation 1 was where I started with Gran Turismo. And I'm laughing, thinking, oh, mate, Gran Turismo is one of the last games on the PlayStation. You know, yeah. you, 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 there's so much before that. Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer Revolution, um, uh, Rage Racer, Ridge Racer 4, all the Ridge Racer series was the place to go racing. Um, yeah. But And, and, and on the, on the, the, just nipping back to the arcade, I, I actually was lucky enough to have a go. I don't know if you ever saw it. Um, Namco 
did a full-size Ridge Racer cabinet, which was a proper Mazda MX-5 car with a big curved projection screen, which was about 40 feet. I mean, it was about five pounds of credit, but it was like, you know, take all my money because you were sitting in a proper car (laughs) driving Ridge Racer. Um, So that was was really good because I I, I worked in central London and Trocadero had all the best arcade guns. Oh, I remember Um, the Trocadero. Yeah. mm, Superb. Um, So from there, from, um, you know, from midway from that then we went to gran turismo and the dual shock controller so it was the first time we had yeah. analog controllers and they were dual sticks uh-huh. um and then after that um we had um there was the deluge on the playstation um the f1 game started toker um then you had obviously gran turismo 2 then we went a bit of a lull we jumped forward now to the playstation 3 which is where we had the next big jump uh, i was playing this would have been 2009 I was playing uh, the latest Formula One game, but the problem oh, yeah. I was having, the problem I was having was uh, on one of the last corners of Monaco, a very tight right-hander. When you come out the swimming pool section, it's the right-hander before the pits. And yeah. on a controller, I would just always spin. And yeah. no matter what I would do, I'd always spin. I was, I was just too much, you know, the, the, the fine, the, the minuscule, yeah, the minuscule movements needed to not spin were phenomenal. And I sat yeah. and thought, oh, I wonder, if, I wonder if there's any steering wheels. So I went online and I got the Logitech, a GT driving force. Uh-huh. Um, and I just had uh, my first son at the time and he had this big wooden uh, high chair and yeah. it was great. It was the perfect height for me to sit on the arm of the sofa and it had like a good sturdy base. So I could put the pedals in the base, clamp the wheel to the, to the tray. <laughs> and so I had this high chair with the wheel and I was playing <laughs> formula one and I didn't spin ever again after that. So that solved that. Um, so that was the next big movement. Um, and then we jumped forward again to, this is a bit more uh, modern day now, where the PlayStation 4. So um, I was on the PlayStation 4 and, um, again, with Gran Turismo. And I thought, this is interesting because there's a lot of multiplayer online. And I had my first taste of multiplayer online in, in any sort of volume on the Xbox 360 with the Project Gotham series. Uh-huh. And... Um, so I, I went and uh, thought, yes, let's have a look at this online racing with the PlayStation 4. Because, you know, it is exciting when you get other people to race and not the AI. Yeah. But again, um, the controller, I thought, just wasn't accurate enough to give the other drivers the respect that they deserve and you not crash into them. So that's mm-hmm. when I went for the Logitech G29. So again, new controller, new experiences, much more fun. And then uh, I was on, um, I was quite enjoying it. And I was looking through YouTube because YouTube was now really hitting its stride. So this was yeah. um, uh, 2017. And yeah. I came across a community, I came across a channel called Game Tech UK. Uh, and I'm, oh, yeah. Since, yeah, I know yeah, that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, Jason. Jason, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I've, I've, since since I joined that community, I've, I've become very good friends with Jason. We're, we're really similar people. We're only born six weeks apart. And we've, so we've basically grown up liking the same things and having the same toys and yeah. having the same influences. So it's quite funny. But and we also look kind of the same. If you ever meet him, it's, um, we, we, when we're sort of face-to-face, it's, it's very sort of uncanny. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I started driving. And he did – he was a, a bit ahead of the curve because he would do community Gran Turismo racing on a Thursday, he'd have, he'd have a few races in the morning and then he'd have like three or four hours in the evening. And the morning wasn't very well populated because people were at work, but I used to work shift, so it wasn't a problem. And in the evening, it was a real bun fight to try and get into the server. And it was yeah. a superbly clean um, 
a community. I remember one race where we had a full grid at the Nürburgring Grand Prix circuit and everybody got through turn one without wow. even sniffing a touch. And then, yeah. you know, it was a superb race. So um, did some racing like that. And we dabbled a bit in project cars too as well. And and then I thought, you know, um, on, lo- on, on, on YouTube, I'm seeing a lot of things for PC racing. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the games on PC, everybody says, are a lot more um, realistic. And the main place I heard that was on another Discord of another streamer because I went into it as a Gran Turismo player and I yeah. got eaten alive, basically. They're saying, Gran Turismo, get out of here. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't, cars don't handle. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, how, how bad can it be? How different can a PC racing game be? Mm-hmm. So, And I also had um, PlayStation VR at the time. And I'd seen that you could get the PlayStation VR with a bit of a, a hack with a, a program called Trinus VR. You could get it working on the PC. So I thought, well, that's handy, because I'd like yeah. to do some VR racing. So yeah. I got myself a PC, but I couldn't get it to work. So I then just went and got an Oculus anyway. But then I started playing Project Cars 2 in VR, Assetto Corsa in VR, had a look at R Factor 2 in VR, and it was just astonishing. I thought, my God, this is so hard. They weren't wrong. This is yeah. so hard. Assetto Corsa, this car, I, I just don't know how to get this car to, to go fast or stop fast. And then you yeah. that sort of you really sort of wake up to it. And then it took me, I did, I did a bit of research because a set of course was good, but it had no real multiplayer. Uh, Project Cars 2 was good, but it, the multiplayer was really indifferent. R Factor yeah. 2, forget it. Um, so I thought that the online multiplayer on PC, everybody seems to be going to iRacing. I mm. did my research, did about two months of research and um, thought, no, I'm going to give this a go. And, I've never looked back, and that was like nearly four years ago. And wow. um, it is, yeah, it's so so. You got all these all these massive, massive jumps in either technology of the game or the controller. I think the controller does make a massive yeah. difference to to how you enjoy the the race. Um, but you know, there it is. So that was you know um, forty one years in fourteen minutes. Wow. So. Um, that's pretty <laughs> anyway thanks for watching everyone and we'll see you again yeah. next week for part two <laughs> no that's fantastic because i even so, yeah. uh, from um from uh the, the word go when you said you had a scale electrics uh, mm. and you, you know and all that stuff and it was amazing because the proper scale electrics were really really good yeah and i remember i would have been about maybe nine or ten and after asking my father for uh, my parents for some kind of form of scale electrics they got me one but it wasn't scale electrics it was, it was like a, a battery thing. It was a knockoff, and it like it lasted about half an hour, and then the batteries <laughs> were dead, and then that, that was it. And then half the cars didn't work, or they would, you know, the brushes underneath yeah. were a bit ropey. I say um, you, you never uh, forget the smell of a burning scale electric car because yeah. you always used to hold it down and see if you could make Aye. them catch fire. If you, if you had a dusty enough um, um, motor at the back, you could get some flames. Goodness. So, I never oh, yeah. done that. <laughs> With the seventies and eighties polyester carpets, that probably wasn't yeah. the best idea. <laughs> but no, that was that was the thing. But I do remember things like Ridge Racer um, yeah. because I always remember when you hit the thing, super... time extension as you would as you'd carry on. Um, and but it's true there were the arcades were the best places mm. to go to get these. And I remember going to the Trocadero, not so much for racing games, but for the, some of the other stuff. And my brother he used to live in London, so yeah. he'd take me there. We'd have a great time. Um, but uh, but it's amazing because I, I, I remember I had a, a, an Acorn. 
A3000 mm. and, and BBC B computers. That was where that's because uh, my mum was a teacher, so we always used to go that. Yeah. that <laughs> uh, we'd always get the crappy BBC things. Some, some kid at school has got has got no computer. Where is it? I think uh, Mrs. Hattrick's taking it home again. Yeah, and it's a huge big thing. Um, but we had 64K on one of them. Oh, but, um, you know, it was, it was it was that, you know, and a tape player. And my brother would pi- pirate all the tapes from his mates, you know, and he'd, they'd get about 15 minutes in and then it would it would break, you know. It would be error at line 940 or something. Um, but uh, it was shocking. Back to the magazine. Yeah, that was it, I know, because it was like, the thing is, once we, when it was a big breakthrough getting a disc, actual disc to put in there, and your games actually worked half the time. Mm. Um, but we got, there was a great game called, uh, it was called Saloon Cars for yeah. the A3000. Um, and it had, uh, you, you, you could qualify and you had different types of racing in it. Um, but uh, but you, you had it also, it was had a budget. So yet the more you won, the more money mm. you'd make, and then you could afford a better crew. Um, but I had I, when you start out, you have to get like the Bill Bustit mechanic, and that, that literally was his <laughs> yeah. name. Um, and you had dodgy tires, you had fatal slip tires on it um, on the Vauxhall <laughs> Astra GTE. Uh, I could do really good qualifying, but after about three laps, the tires were gone, and that was it. Um, and if you hit the wall, it just kind of went bop. And then, and then, and then, and then I said, "You are dead. Game over." You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the thing. But, uh, so no, it was it was hilarious. But that's what gets you in to, mm. to these kind of games, isn't it? And then eventually, with PlayStation, like with Gran Turismo, also the F one games. I used to love. I, I didn't really play F one till PS four kind of came out. Mm. Um, I was on PS four, but PS one and PS two. Yeah. So when you started to get the, the games for that, and I, I really enjoyed them. Um, but uh, but no, it's it's amazing to see. So now you're on the iRacing. Mm. Um, uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of championships, things like that. What what is the key to making iRacing work? Because obviously you've been on it for four years. What have you found um, the best ways to improve your performance oh, on it? Well, it's not unique to iRacing. It really isn't unique to iRacing at all. But unfortunately, it's not something that most sim racers want to hear. And it's very simple. It's just practice. Um, mm. But it's how you practice. I mean, um, when I first started iRacing. Um, I wanted to drive every car on every track in every series. And that was fun. You know, it was interesting, um, especially the oval stuff. If you've never driven ovals, um, yeah. oval racing is because people watch it, especially us Brits. We watch it and say, but it's just turning left. It's not very interesting. But if you're in a NASCAR traveling at 200 miles an hour around Daytona yeah. in VR as well, yeah. and you've got, a car to your right and then a wall and then another car to your left and another car to that left. So you're four white and you're doing 200 miles an hour. You, you have to remind yourself to breathe. It is so exciting. You can't do anything wrong. But the thing was, as I was spreading myself so thin, I was having a lot of fun, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. making any progress. And then, um, so I was doing like four or five different, um, types of series. And I was also doing about 20 odd races a week. I mean, some people online, on, on streaming on Twitch, they'll do 20 races in two days, but I was doing 20 races a week and it was just a case of my, my, my racing, what it was just too much and it was mm. the wrong type. So about um, 18 months ago, I thought to myself, right, I can't keep doing swapping from this car to this car, going from a skip barber, single seater, going to yeah. a GPE car, then maybe an LMP car, then back down to a, another car. I thought I need to concentrate on what I really enjoy and I'm going to put more time into practice than I do racing. And let's see if it has any effect. And what I found was, um, even though I don't stick to the same car all the time, I I tend to race just GT3 or GTE. They're both very similar cars to drive. Um, 
and you get the same the same sort of drivers, same mentality. So you, yeah. you're, you've got a nice sort of standard baseline to work with. But when I started uh, practicing more than I raced, so if I was doing a 40-minute race, I'd practice on the track for about two hours. I'd yeah. work on getting the fastest line. I'd work on alternate lines. I'd work on defensive lines. And I'd work on sort of seeing which parts of the track were easiest to overtake or where mistakes were likely to be made. So, and yeah. when I, I was using um, VRS, uh, Virtual Racing School's uh, um, service on on how they show you how to go uh, on the hot lapping and uh, track guides. Their, their track guides are so um, detailed. I was watching one uh, which was for a GTE race at Silverstone, and the lap in the Porsche was going to take about 1 minute 45. The video uh-huh. guide for the lap took 32 minutes. Goodness it was just me. so detailed about what the driver was looking for in this corner, reference points, where the car was going to drift out to, what gear you could get away with, what gear was pushing it. And when I started doing that and looking at the more theory side of it, because iRacing prides itself on being a full sim and it's high realism, um, then I started getting progress. And I, you know, about four or five months after going for this strategy, I won my first um, GT3 race. And at the time, I would never have imagined that I would ever win a GT3 race. So some people win them every time they drive. You know, they, yeah, they just have yeah. a knack. But because I, I mentioned in um, the, the conversations we had before today that sim racing sort of helped me learn to drive. Yeah, um, yeah. All the arcade games meant that when my dad threw me in a car and said, right, we're going to drive seven miles home from the shops, go for it. Um, the only thing he said didn't need any work at all was my steering uh-huh. and sort of speed around corners. And I sat there and thought, oh, that'll be outrun and that'll be pole position doing <laughs> that. Um, but the downside is having had a full license and a full clean safe license for over 30 years is that when I'm heading into a corner and there's a bit of trouble, my brain instantly pulls me back to see, well, how's it going to develop? And, you know, a car will nip around me. Suddenly yeah. there'll be a big opening and he'll sail through the middle. And I sit there like, Oh, typical. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it makes me a bit more cautious. Um, you find the younger drivers are, are less, uh, are less careful that they, they're fearless because to them yeah. it's still mostly a game to me is mostly about driving. So I, I treat it a bit more respectfully, but mm-hmm. since practice more than race, I've had much better results and I'm much more consistent. That's really good. Yeah. But a, lot of people just... don't wanna, a lot of people don't want to practice. It's too boring or they, they yeah. do the wrong practice. They just try and hot lap. It's not about hot lapping. It's about finding, it's about learning the track and getting to know the track because every track mm-hmm. has a personality. Um, mm-hmm. so if you can, if you can learn, it's like a person, if you can learn about their personality and learn what, what, what their good points are and the bad points are. And again, with the car as well, you've got to, you've got to, it feels like I've got to be at one with the car. You don't have to be at one with the car, but you at least have to know, does your car like to oversteer? Has you got understeer at a certain speed? And once you've got all of those, you hook them all together, you do much better. Yeah. Yeah. I just started iRacing quite recently. Um, yeah. and I remember the first time I tried it, I didn't know any of the tracks at all. <sighs> um so that that was the thing trying to get through it then trying to get it all to work and get it all set up um but that once i got that then i, I went out in a formula v um oh. and uh, which i do really like and, and it's super. quite funny it's great fun i am um, and it was kind of weird getting used to the way that the car will oversteer if mm. you just go too fast into a bend you think oh i've got enough grip and then all of a sudden it snaps away 
Um, but uh, I got disqualified from my for, uh, the first race. I, I, I was that somebody hit me, and in the second race, um, I, I actually avoided people, um, mm. and then they were spinning off all over the place. And then I did, I touched someone um, as I was trying to avoid them. I uh, locked wheels, and I went flying up into the air uh, and landed in the trees. I went right away along. It was one of these funny tracks as trees mm. all kind of round about it. Um, it was at Stop Orange Park at some funny place. It was one of the ones I did about a month ago. Um, and I thought, well, that's my second race done and dusted. So my mind is, you start off at like 2.50. And yeah. I was down to like 2.37 and like going down and down. And I thought, oh, God, this is terrible. Um, so I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and try to improve my laps. And eventually I won a race. Um, and now, now I have to say, I really like it. I like that. The Master mm. MX-5 is a good fun. I also did a, a Delara race. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was on, and that was crazy because I started 18th and I finished third, uh, yeah. only because it was like cars were flying all over the place. So, but it, if you, if you consistency will get you further than outright speed, um, yeah. like in most you know real life things, um, if you can, if you don't have to be the quickest, but if you can be quick enough and just yeah. nail it out, robot like lap after lap after lap you will get more uh, of a return than if you if you just take each lap as it comes and you're crazy and you're trying to always yeah. like get in a qualifying time, you're going to come unstuck mm. sooner or later. It's like playing Russian roulette. So you yeah. need to just be patient, play the long game. Um, mm. Even with a, like a short 20-minute sprint, you want to make it to 20 minutes. You know, that old rubbish he's saying about to finish first, first you must finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just drive within what what you can um there's yeah. no need to push to all the time you just measure it because in, in games like this people will do the, the overtaking for you they'll overtake themselves and then yeah, um yeah. You, you gain the place so it's you know again practice yeah, just putting the pressure know on, what's going to happen hmm. yeah that's why i found that you if you can follow people and think oh, i'm not going to be hmm. just a bit faster than them um but if you keep the pressure on they yeah. won't like if to you, make a mistake just, Study yeah. what they're doing. You again yeah. you get to know the track, get to know your car, get to know the car in front of you. It'll only take a lap, you'll see where they're braking, and then you know because you know the track better than they do, you know your car better than they do, you can now start to get some sort of strategy. Am I gonna take them? Uh, am I gonna do it on the track? Am I gonna do it in the pits? Um, we've got have we got traffic coming up? Uh, are they going to come out into traffic? Are they going to cope with it? Is there a car in front which is blinking? Should I pit yeah. now so that he deals with the blinking car? When I come out, I don't. Yeah. Little things like that, and it's just all this other theory that helps yeah. you. Um, it's all it's, you know. You see, you see Formula One drivers all the time when they're not in a car. They've got their their face on a screen or on a, on a spreadsheet, and they're looking yeah. at data. And it's all the theory, and that yeah. is what gets you. That's what gets you good results ultimately. Yeah. I remember even watching Senna. And man, mm. someone they would oh. put the, the monitors in front and the yeah. paperwork, and they'd be looking at that in the driver briefings and things like that. It was always it was always good, mm. but uh, and it's uh, yeah, no, it's it's that's that that's the way that they used to do it, which is fantastic. Now mm. I'll get to some of the questions because I know we've been Ooh, we have questions. questions and we've got questions. Yes, we do indeed. Good grief! Uh, the first one is from Ginobili. Uh, it says, uh, Matt, do you think Gran Turismo Seven is going to live up to the hype? Um. Well, see the ah now, okay, the hype. Um, you have to ask yourself really who's hyping it. Um, there's the biggest. I've got a friend who's a teacher, and she says um, teaching would be great if it wasn't for the students. <laughs> and the same thing is said with can be said with with sim racing. Sim racing would be great if it wasn't for the sim racers, because 
all sim racers are just notoriously hard to please. Um, whether you are operating on Gran Turismo or whether you are operating with a you know a, a expensive PC on iRacing or Seto Corsa Competizione or anything, we're just never happy. Um, Gran Turismo, oh, it looks amazing. Yes, but the physics are rubbish and the sound's bad. Oh, look at iRacing. It does this realistically. Yes, but it's expensive. And look at a Seto Corsa. It's so pretty. Yes, but when the cars bump into each other, you know, you're, you're doomed. Um, there's never anyone who says, do you know what? I was pretty happy with the all-round experience there. So <laughs> will it live up to the hype? To be honest, the hype is only what you're making for yourself. Is it going to live up to your hype? Um, I'm, I'm sort of coming across here as a bit of a Dr. Phil. I don't want to be. Um, but um, the, the thing is, if, if, if you set the bar way too high, it's never going to reach it. Now, the interesting thing with Gran Turismo 7 is the first time ever Polyphony, who are notoriously you know, bad at getting games out quickly and on time. I, I, I keep maintaining, because there's this release date of March next year. I keep yeah. maintaining at the moment that the game is finished, but they've still got, they've allowed themselves six months to work on the reflections in the hubcaps on the Fiat 500, because it's just not <laughs> quite right. But yeah. how is how's your bond? I think the thing is, because it's coming out on PlayStation 5 and 4, the PlayStation 5 version is going to be hamstrung by the PlayStation 4 version, because it's cross-generation play, yeah. It's only going to be as powerful as the PlayStation 4 version with much better graphics, much higher frame rate, native resolution. So, And we've already seen this, as, as Key mentioned last week, with the lower lobbies online. They're lower than they are already, yeah. and that's because the technology to get these cross-generation machines working requires computing power. So will it live up to the hype? Well, it depends what your hype is. If you, We're also hitting a sort of plateau because um, graphically in games, when you look at the Unreal 4 engine and the upcoming Unreal 5 engine, and what Polyphony do with aging consoles like the PlayStation 4, the, the graphics look so good. They're almost photorealistic. Um, you think yeah. about how the replays on Gran Turismo 1 looked, and we looked at that and thought yeah. it was like watching Eurosport. It was that good. And now yeah. you look at it and think, <laughs> but now the graphics are so good, we've sort of hit a plateau. You can't get better than you know photorealistic or photogrammetry. Yeah. Yeah. So... You, you really got to say to yourself, what's the other areas we can improve? Uh, Gran Turismo needs to improve its sound um, mm. because as it's a Japanese game and, and the sort of culture with Japanese car games is it's the looks and the collecting of the cars and the special editions. And that is the priority. The look is the priority. The number of cars is the priority. And that's taking away resources from other stuff. So they, they really need to improve the sound a bit, and the online experience needs to be a little bit better. The penalty system is iffy. I haven't played Gran Turismo in a while, but every two or three months, I'll see a video from Basic Ollie or or, or Iris, yeah. uh, Rory or um, The Key, and they'll all be saying, or Devon, and they'll all be saying, oh, the penalty system is broken again. I'm never going to go back until they do yeah. the next video no the next ones. month. Yeah. <laughs> um, so will it live up to the hype? Um, if, if it doesn't live up to the hype, um, it just hasn't lived up to your hype. That's the same yeah. with all the games. I, I, I anticipate, because Polyphony have a very good track record, no pun intended, um, they have a very good track record with driving games. They, they kind of know their audience. So I'm sure that if you, if you like Gran Turismo Sport, you will love Gran Turismo 7. Um, I, I won't be playing it, Gran Turismo, I, even though I, you know, I, I was playing Gran Turismo quite a lot um, when it first came out, which sort of, springboarded me into pc racing um i won't be playing it because i'm it, it's it's one of the hardest things about racing on pc i find is um 
once you sort of, again, if it, would you buy a car without power steering, without electric windows, unless it was a Ferrari F40? Um, yeah. Would you buy one without air conditioning? Would you buy one without central locking? You probably wouldn't, because once you've had them, it's really hard to go back yeah. to that. So yeah. racing the stuff like iRacing and I said, of course, Competizione and R-Factor 2 and all the other stuff, when you go back to Gran Turismo, you want it to do something and it doesn't do quite what you want, and then you sort of lose interest quickly. Um, so I probably won't be going on to, to Gran Turismo 7. I don't have a PS5. I have a PS4. But yeah. it's not really a game that interests me. Um, but it is an interesting game. Um, a lot yeah. of people love it. Yeah. It's very popular. And, yeah. and so fair play to that. It, it, it targets itself. And what it does, it does very well. Um, but, yeah, the hype. The hype is only really what sim racers make for it. So, ultimately, 20 minutes later, the answer to your question is, no, it's not going to live up to the hype. It never will. Because you're never going to be – people are never going to be happy. with what yeah. It could give – it could, you know, it could be delivered with a f- free – shrink-wrapped Ferrari, and you'd go, no, I wanted a blue one. So people are never yeah. going to be happy, but it will be a phenomenal – it has to be, really, yeah. for the PlayStation 5 to really succeed. It has to yeah. be a phenomenal it's, it's game. It's one of the big big titles, really, for PS5, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. But, they're they're uh, tapping into the, the history a lot. If you look at the trailers with Gran Turismo 2, they seem to have like remastered yeah. Gran Turismo 2, and Gran Turismo 2 is massively popular. So yeah. I think they're, they're sort of tapping into the a bit like the nostalgia of the earlier games and bringing them up because people love – the earlier games so um yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna do it's gonna do massively well i don't think uh, i don't think um polyphony's owners are gonna be on the streets of japan begging for money <laughs> in the next 12 months no no hmm. but um yeah no it does it does it rather good now i've got some questions that john bought oh, never heard of him. On. so that's the thing and he's, he said you must ask these questions oh bless you and it is about uh here we are question for it from Matt Fox. why does project cars 2 your favorite sim uh, deliver a superior sim racing experience over every other sim on the market today. Uh, it's funny, yes. We have a private joke because um, <laughs> the other day John tweeted that he said, oh, I want to race at Daytona. Uh, so he, John John races predominantly on a set of course of Competizione, which has 15 tracks. Um, yeah. Gran Turismo actually only has 17 real-life tracks, so the track yeah, count is yeah, really yeah. low. Um, but ACC has got even fewer. The problem with ACC is it's a licensed game, so if they don't race on it in real life, you can't race on it on, on the, 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 the console. Um, but he, he tweeted that he wanted to race at Daytona. A Daytona road course is a fantastic course. It really is good. And he, he said, I'm going to get Project Cars 2. And so I replied to him and said, no, don't get Project Cars 2. You, you, you know, get yeah. Assetto, uh, get Automobilista 2. Right, okay. because on the um, they've released a DLC and it's got Daytona Road Course and it's really good and they've got um, GTE and GT3 cars which he loves and they're really good and the game is much better. It uses the same initial engine, so the same architecture, but the graphics are much better, the sound is much better, the feel is much better. And uh, he went and bought Project Cars 2 anyway. I think it was on sale. He got it for like $10. Um, so he bought it anyway and he had lots of fun, which is good. But I keep ribbing him since then to say, you know, Project Cars 2. You see, to me, again, what lets Project Cars 2 down, and there's always been this issue with um, the physics and the feel of how the car is a little bit disconnected from the road. But to me, the, the obvious thing is the sound, um, specifically mm-hmm. the tyre screech. Every car and every track, no matter what the combination of car and track, every tyre squeal sounds like a 1970s Ford Granada trying <laughs> to get, make a getaway from a bank job in the Sweeney. Yeah. It's just the same sample. And, yeah. you know, whether you're in a, again, whether you're in a Fiat 500 or you're in a, a, a Porsche 962 Le Mans Longtail, the, the squeal is the same. And you think, oh, man, it just drops the immersion. So I keep telling him to get rid of Project Cars 2, get Automobilists 2. 
Uh, get with the kids these days, John. I mean, it's his birthday soon. Surely Mrs. John can get him a present. That's the thing. That, uh, well, I remember it because I, I love Project Cars 1. That was one of my favourite mm. games. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, for PS4, it would have been that early PS4. Yeah, yeah. And I, I played into the midnight mm. hours. I remember even after I was married, I was, I I was, uh, my, my wife would say, are you coming to the end here? And I'm like, I'm like, like this. Who are you? Screaming, what are you doing oh. in my house? And it was like the, the ruffle, you know, saved mm. for a few days. But the, the thing would have been, and I would yeah. go on to about two or three in the morning. Um, mm. and, uh, and and it was so good. And I actually got one of the fastest fastest times. And I think it was the West Azure track. One of the, it was like the, the Azure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so about where, it was like going down that road course. It's about, it took about six minutes or so. Mm. Um, and it was, uh, and, uh, and I got the fastest time in the world. And it's still, I think it's still there today. Because um, I just uh, over and over and over again, and I, and then when I got my wheel, um, oh. I, it, it helped me so much because I, I could get a lot more feel. But I love that game. And then I tried uh, Project Cars too, and I just couldn't make any of it. Was a bit harder, I, wasn't it? It was. I couldn't keep any car yeah. on the road. Same just, with me. Exactly the same with me. I thought, my God, what's happened here? It's so much harder. But with a bit of perseverance, it was okay. But yeah, they they were excellent console racers because yeah. they they were just a little bit more simmy. Than Gran Turismo, you could you could do a lot more, and um, obviously the bigger range of tracks, real, real world tracks, and the online was pretty good. You could do it yourself. You know, host a lobby yourself. It seemed to be pretty much the whole package. But for me, that Granada bank job tire tire squeal. It's just, yeah, yeah, no, that was the thing. But to be fair, I was in Glasgow recently on holiday. Uh, we were down at Air for a weekend. We went up mm. into the Brayhead uh, to the Hayes Escape or something, whatever it was. It, it was uh, they, they had this big centre, and they had yeah. a sim a sim racing bit there for different types of, of uh, sim simulators. And they actually had a racing one, and only one of them worked as usual. You go in and there's, <laughs> two, there's two there, one's broken. There was no sound, but they gave me an extra shot because of that. Uh, but they gave me the VR. So yeah. um, oh. I had to, to put the VR on, and it was at Knock Hill in Formula mm. Fords. And I thought, oh, this is like, great fun. And I actually won the race. Um, and because it's kind of mad, and it was on a big screen, and having the VR, it's, it's really, it's kind of amazing how it all mm. kind of works. Um, but they never seen anybody get around the track kind of facing forwards, let ah. alone, and I had it on all the professional settings that they, that they put it on, because I wanted to do my gears and everything else. Mm. Um, and it was, it was really good fun, actually. And I thought, if, it had, if the sign had been working, that would have been even better. Um, but uh, but it does so that the way it's going, and that, that's quite an old no. game now. I mean, Project yeah. Cars 2 is, is It does VR really well, though. It's optimised so much better for VR than a set of course of competency only. Um, yeah. and, 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 and racing in VR is just... It's a, it's a totally different game. Yeah. When I, when I yeah. first did VR and iRacing, so I did iRacing for about two months, and even though I had the VR, I didn't even bother trying it in VR. I wanted to, I couldn't get my head around how the cars moved in iRacing. It was so much harder. The learning yeah. curve is like that. And once I'd got used to it, I then tried it in VR, and it was a different game. I, you know, for the first two minutes of the race, I'm literally just spending time looking yeah. at I was in a skip barber, <laughs> leaning out, looking at the brake assembly and the suspension, making it move. Wow. It's yeah. just phenomenal. And then, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and VR, you just, the immersion is, sound helps. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a totally different thing. You, you just, you're not there. You, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're in your house, but you are at the track. You are in yeah. the car. It's you can't it makes your heartbeat. It makes you actually yeah. think, my goodness, you're in the race. Mm. It, it reminds me of old track days that I did when I was yeah. like 18. I, I went to uh, Donington Park when I, when I was 18 uh, to the Jim Russell Racing School, mm. and we drove a Formula Vauxhall Lotus 
uh, and a few other cars. And I remember at the stint in the Vauxhall Lotus, that was the one we really were looking forward to because you were out on the, on the, I think they called it the Donington Loop at the back yeah. of the circuit. Um, and we had to go around there and that was the best bit of the whole the whole thing. Um, and it reminded me so much, even just in this Project Cars 2 VR simulator, mm. of that kind of feeling. And I thought, God, this is, this is bringing it all back, you know. Um, mm. But it just shows you how, how good it was. Uh, so you kind of wonder what they're going to do next. But I've never tried it. How does it work on iRacing and a PC um, to have VR? Do you just have to buy a VR kind of goggles or what? what does yeah, it work? Just, just get a headset. I mean, the, the two most popular ones, it, it's all about budget. The most popular ones uh, are the Oculus Rift S, which is about £250. You've got the uh, Hewlett-Packard uh, Reverb G2, which is about £600. Um, but yeah, you just just I mean, it's so good with VR. You, again, you just you just plug it in, and iRacing goes, oh, VR, eh? You want to race in VR? Click yes or no. You click yes, wow. and it just does it. it. It sorts out all the graphic settings for you, and it just takes you straight in. So and, can you yeah. stream that then? Is it quite easy? Oh, yeah. It's all set up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't need some games. You need to run um, a program which mirrors the display. But iRacing yeah. on your monitor. Yeah. Um, it still shows what you're looking at. So you like, you know, you, this is sorry, technical for people at home. Um, if you're running OBS or, or Streamlabs OBS, you just grab yeah. your screen as you would normally, and it will show exactly what you're seeing without the the, the 3D effect. Because the the big bonus you get with racing in VR is that the world is is recreated in like a quasi 3D. So it yeah. enables you to know exactly where your wheels are, and it enables you to judge distances much better. You know exactly where the nose of your car is. Um, and where the apex of the corner is, etc. So it's 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 just an astonishing experience. It really is. Yeah. I had issues with my OBS trying to get my screen because I was going to try and stream. I, it, mm. To be fair, it, it got the the stream, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't project the sound for. I don't oh, I right. couldn't hear any sound, so I don't know what that's all about. So I need to try and fix that. Because I wanted to try and do my first ever race in mm. racing where I ended up getting disqualified, oh. um, and uh, I thought well that lasted about two minutes. You know, mm. <laughs> that was it. Um, but uh, but no, after eventually we try the VR and I racing because that does sound. Uh, That's amazing. Really, it is really amazing. Fun. Yeah. Now we've got uh, a question here from yep. Lee Lee Kuzak. Lee Kuzak. Oh, uh, hello Lee. I used to uh, work said, with Lee. I used to I used to be Lee's pimp. He made me a lot of money back in the yeah. early nineties. Yes. <laughs> I won't ask any questions. <laughs> Best not to. <laughs> it was. Um, what do you drive in real life? I don't really, um, especially these days because of the lockdown. I mean, I, 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 I work from home predominantly. Um, everything I need in my village is there. My, my, uh, my car's just had its MOT. And in the last year, I did less than a 1,000 miles. And that's predominantly mm. taking my kids to and from the tennis club on a Saturday morning and then making a diversion through McDonald's on the way home. Um, <laughs> but my, my car is, is, is just a, a cheap jalopy. It's only a, like a 2005 Ford Focus. Um, I... It's it's it, it, I don't really see the point in in having yeah. um, a, a phenomenally, especially in this country, in having a phenomenally yeah. powerful car. Um, yeah. I used to work up in London in Mayfair, and every day I'd be seeing Ferraris and Lamborghinis, Pagani Zondas, and yeah. they'd um, they'd pull away and then have to stop for a traffic ah. light or a speed yeah. hump or a junction <laughs> um, or Nissan Micra. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't really drive anything fast in real life. I've driven some fast cars. Um, I've, I've been to Silverstone and driven their single seaters and the Aston Martin, the new Aston Martin Vantage V8, and that is phenomenal. Uh, I've driven an Aerial Atom. Aerial Atom is the most amazing yeah. car I've ever driven. Um, yeah. But for day to day, I mean, when you get, and Lee knows, when you get kids, um, all those yeah. dreams of, you know, 
Porsche convertibles go yeah, out the window. That's it. That's it. And you, you have to get something you can <laughs> shove everybody and the pets and enough furniture and clothes for a three week stay, even yeah. though you're just going for one night. So, yeah, nice to see you I, anyway. I always remember that there's a great Clarkson video that he was doing. This is the early 90s stuff. Um, or mid nineties, and he said, "You know, when you have when you have children, uh, your sports car gets thrown in the river, and you have mm. to go and buy a sensible estate." And he yeah. said, "So what can you buy?" And he had a BMW estate and something else, um, and uh, okay. a five series and a, and a Volvo eight fifty or something at the time. Um, but uh, but no, that that's the kind of thing that you get. I mean, mm. it's funny because and also the the market has gone nuts in the UK yeah. in the last six months, uh, and I I decided to take the plunge just a few days ago because um, people are saying that car prices have gone through the roof. Uh, and I thought, well, maybe we'll get ourselves something a bit more special or see if we can get a bit more um, for our car. Well, our, my Citroen Picasso, which is a few years old. Had um, one of those. Yeah, C4 Picasso on an Very 18 good. Um, Great, great, great car. But it, it went for three grand more than its trade price. Wow. So I thought, well, we need to do we need to do up the house because we've just moved recently and we want to kind of get it all sorted out. So I, I just kind of, we've just sold it yesterday and we're gonna we're trading down we're we're, we're we're heading for prudence you could say uh, and we've got a, a datsia logan coming yeah i've had one before and they're fantastic mm. cars it's a diesel it does 70 to the gallon and it's great for what i need for running around um and it's got a big boot so that's that's kind of what we're getting um but uh, but we saved a fortune on it so it kind of makes sense to do it so it's the least sporty car of any anyone thinks what you bought a datsia you're gonna, you're gonna a have to change this now to the car sim and practical driver show. I know, you know exactly that's it, isn't it? But you know the thing is, it's based on old Renault Clios, and mm. Renault Clios are actually really good to drive. Yeah, and this is why I remember when because uh, we had we had like Hyundai i tens, we've had uh, we've had old Renault Clios. This drives better. I've got a Sandero already, and then and I've just got this the Logan's coming later on in the week, and it actually drives really well. It, mm. it, 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 it had a, had a Hyundai i thirty estate, mm. and this thing out handles it and performs it all day long. So that's, uh, and nobody expects you to overtake them. It's so funny. It's like BMW rage because you overtake like a much, much better car and they hate you. They absolutely I've, hate you. And I've just, remembered, to you back. I've just remembered the last time Lee saw me drive a car, I had a Toyota Supra. So um, this was in the mid 90s. I had a, a G, G registered, not the, the ones that are used for drifting now, the, the one previous right, yeah. to that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably sure I gave Lee a few lifts to football <laughs> matches that we were playing in at the time in my Toyota Supra. So uh, that's probably why I wonders if I'm still as flash as I was back then. Uh, I do like I, my, my dream car, I think, would be an Alfa Stelvio. I love the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Mm. I got to drive one. I got to drive the Quadrifoglio earlier in the year, and I just loved that. But I'd have a, I'd have a Gillia Quadrifoglio. Mm. That would be a nice, and I could four wheel drive as well, so it's quite a good all rounder. Um, but no, that's, that's the thing. That uh, now we've, we've now got... hit the we've now hit the pipe and slippers segment of the show, folks. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Now, Keith will own you. It's good to see you. Keith has asked a question. which says, "What's your favourite add-on for iRacing? Things like crew chief, things like that." Oh, okay, that's a really good question. Um, again, this is this is another thing with sim racing on PC versus sim racing on console. Consoles are closed, so you can't get anything for them. Um, where I mean, you might be lucky if you get like a Bluetooth program that works with it that you can have on a phone as a second display but with pc the sky is the limit you can have all sorts of stupid things um that you don't really need but the the absolute i think that you know 
the, the thing that everybody wants on iRacing, and it's really hard to get, is everybody wants a radar like you have on ACC. Now, there are tutorials on YouTube that if you use SimHub, you can actually make your own. Um, but I haven't got the time for that. So um, Crew Chief is an absolute necessity. It's highly accurate. Uh, it works superbly, and you can customize it to everything. Because I obviously have a YouTube channel and I make videos, I have no idea why, by the way, but I, you know, I, that's what I do. Um, I, I also make sure I have a good overlay so that people watching can see the information on the screen that they need to know, yeah. such as who's around me, what's the overall positions in the race, and am I going to run out of fuel? If you're using um, Crew Chief and you're at Road America, am I going to run out of fuel is a very real possibility because for some reason yeah. it always short fuels, fuels me. Um, so I use Race Labs overlays. But apart from that, um, I don't really tend to use anything for iRacing. I've used a lot of things. I used IRFFB to try and increase the fidelity of the force feedback. But to be honest, um, a couple of the, the programs like VJoy, which it runs in tandem with, it sort of affected things like frame rate on my OBS recording. So I ditched that. Um, yeah, so so third-party stuff really. I say Crew Chief is an essential, and it's free. So yeah. get a, trading paints, obviously, if you want to have pretty looking cars, trading paints is an essential. That's free. Um, and yeah, race labs, which has a free version, but I use the paid one. And I, I mentioned earlier VRS. If you know, if you're, if you're looking at doing um, open series where you can have open setups, um, th there are a lot of free setups uh, providers out there. But, you know, the people at VRS, they, they get their setups from the drivers at Coanda Super, uh, SimSport. When you look at Coanda SimSport and Team Redline, they're the two premier um, eSports driving teams on the planet. They have the best drivers. Coanda have a house in Germany. that They, they bought a house and keep all their races in the house. So they all, it's like a big brother situation, but they've yeah. got like a couple of rooms with all these wall-to-wall, state-of-the-art wall-to-wall rigs. And so I use their setups and um, I find they work very well for me. There's others like Craig's Setup Shop and Pure Driving School. They're pretty good as well. Um, yeah, but yeah that, those are pretty much what I'd recommend for iRacing. But no, nothing, no third-party thing can substitute, again, just practice. One of the Coanda guys, he doesn't even use Crew Chief. He doesn't, he doesn't have his mirrors on. He doesn't have a spotter. He just drives blind basically and he's still yeah. you know got a, a world championship class license so um <laughs> you don't need them they're, they're just nice yeah. to have but crew chief has saved me looking at the, the apps i think crew chief has saved me more than anything else yeah well i managed to get into d uh i, mm. I qualified my rookie thing after after my first two disastrous races i am um, i did a bit more practice and i went into mx5s and things like that and some of the dirt cars as well but it's kind mm. of an oval track I think it was at Daytona or somewhere, and it was kind of like a kind of stock car type thing. Yeah, um, I, and you had to do a jump. Yeah, street so and that, that was oh. quite fun. So I won a few races on that just by finishing, which was mm. quite a lot. Yeah, um, and uh, and then a few others, and I started to go up, and then the MX fives did quite well, and then a few Formula Vs did quite well, um, and uh, so now I'm D two or yeah. whatever, three fifty or something. There, so it's time time for the Ferrari fixed and the Skip Barber if you're on D. Yeah, you, so can, you can keep the Ferrari and go all the way to A class with that car. So, okay. be, because the series it runs, this is you know, I mean, we when we sort of got we could do another hour on on why I racing isn't as expensive as people think it is. Um, yeah. but ultimately, if you're thinking about progression, the easiest way to do it is to get the the especially the as it's brand new, they've released a new version, the Ferrari 488 GT3, 
Um, yeah, and then sure. get Skip Barber. Skip Barber is the best racing on iRacing, but yeah. the car is quite flimsy. Um, but obviously, the, the Ferrari will get you through to the, the higher licenses in the GT races, the longer, the longer sprints, the endurances, all the team stuff with mm-hmm. multi-class and driver change all use the Ferrari. So, um, yeah, D-class Ferrari and Skip Barber, I'd say, have a look at next. And are, are the Skip Barber, because I've only done a little practice run on that, are they Brilliant. kind of are they base settings or something or fixed settings? Um, it's those? a fixed setup, yeah. They're fixed setup yeah. races, but they're just mm-hmm. so they're, again they're, they're just like a, a more enhanced Formula V. Um, they have road tires, not slicks, so that you can you can really slide them around once you get the feel of it. Um, yeah. Sliding around corners like the old Formula Ford and Formula Vauxhall because ah, it was quite ready. Yeah, to, you had to really. Hold the slide as he went through the corners yeah. and stuff. Well, they're, 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 but the, it, it's it's the most raced series on iRacing. Um, because it's just so close all the way around and you get yeah. you, you see things you don't really see in other classes you get drivers working together so you get one really fast driver goes off and he'll get yeah. a big gap and then the pack behind him it's like the peloton in the tour de france the, the lead car will create a draft to get everybody else quick then they'll slingshot and then they'll start to close the gap i've seen a driver close a 20 second gap to the leader just wow. with him in third place constantly swapping positions lap after yeah. lap and, the, and then on the very last corner the very last lap he got yeah. the win. He, he picked the guy. So I sat there and think, oh my God, this is amazing. It's like watching all these ants build a, a ladder to get a leaf. It's it's just perfect to get everybody working together to to get back the leader. So Skip Barber yeah. is awesome. It's one of the most popular series. I'll need to try that because I know it's in the it's in the series this week. I think I think mm. I've actually bought it. I bought that and I bought something else. I'm not sure if I bought the Ferrari. I may have bought a Ferrari. I think I bought some other car too. Um, but uh, but you yeah, know I wanted to get involved in that because it, it looked a lot of fun and to try some mm. different types of racing. Yeah, and although it, it can be crazy, I, I think mm. at first if you're not used to it in terms of people crashing and and spinning off, but I think if you can at all control the car, yeah. then I think you've got a chance of getting around the track and doing a reasonable time. Again, it goes back to what I said at the very beginning. Your car has a personality. If you learn the personality of your car, you'll get much better results than if you just hop from one one person to another. So it's uh, it's it's you know make friends with your car. Yeah, yeah. I need to figure out as well because it shows you how basic I'm on iRacing. <laughs> I don't even know how to friend people. And Keith Willonio on this um, has just uh, has said, "Oh, I need to friend him on iRacing." I don't even know how to do that. So I'll need to figure out how you find people on it. You need to do a driver search, then you click on their profile, then you click on submit friend request. You see, this uh, is this is one of the things that has always bugged me about iRacing. Um, they don't exactly make it easy for you. The learning curve yeah. driving is like that, but the learning <laughs> curve using it is like that. Yeah, um, yeah. They don't go out of their way to, to show you how to do it. There is help out there. The forums, the iRacing forums are really good for help. Yeah. Um, there's an I, iRacing YouTube channel. You've got other iRacing um, YouTube channels from guys like Dave Sampson, um, uh, Dan Suzuki, uh, who are normally Twitch streamers, but they've done yeah. these how-to guides. But I say they don't exactly go out of their way of telling you how to do anything iRacing. It's really yeah. badly signposted. But yeah, the, once the you pits. get past the learning yeah. curve, yeah, yeah, little things like, the, you know, why am I in the pits for so long? And I thought, I tried to go so out. You're changing my and, tires. Why? Oh, my tires changed. And I got done. I got points taken away because I, I had a day too soon. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and it was like it was at or- Oran Park or something. Yeah. And it had all these these cones. Yeah. And I, well, you and I, crossed and I the line them. too early. Yeah, Can I missed see? them. And, and instead of turning left, I, I, yeah. I thought the road went straight on. So oh, I carried on. And Oran then Park I was, is a nightmare for that. It's yeah. cones everywhere. It's about 50 layouts. It's a bit like it's, yeah. a, bit, it's a bit like a very small Australian Paul Ricard. There's 100 yeah. layouts, and all they do is put some cones out. And you've really got to, again, 
learn the track, know the track. So yeah, this all goes yeah. back to at the beginning, take time. Don't just jump straight in. Take the time. Just know what you're getting into. How's my car? Right. How's the track? Where do I go from here? But yeah, yeah. it's um, the steep learning take, curve is phenomenal. I had to take the pit exit uh, option just so Blind, I could see so you where, just know where to go. Because yeah. I had no idea. There was no sign or any arrow or anything. And it's a think, housing estate now, that track. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I heard it, it's, I heard a, it's a defunct it. track. It's now a housing estate. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, it's quite funny. That, uh, but no, I, I like that track and other ones. So I'm definitely mm. going to get more involved um, and do it. I, I might, might need to get your assistance on some of the setup and things well, like that. That's what I've said. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the person who's been in iRacing the longest. It's just been four years. But in the four years, I've, I've looked at everything. I've looked at every series and all these things. I, I did a tutorial um, on my channel about how to record a replay using like TV camera views that keep changing instead yeah. of being stuck to one camera view, how to get it to rotate through a few little things like that. And people want to know that. So yeah, yeah anybody on, on the discords, either on uh, John Volta's discord or on the gray wolf racing discord or on your discord, of course, um, or on um, snail racing is another brilliant community. You've got um, uh, husband well, and wife, Annie. I racing Annie, Annie and Larry. Yeah. Annie, yeah. yeah I, had, I interviewed um, Annie last year. Scotland, she's so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 their community is awesome for racing. So you just go on there and just say, hello, I'm new here. How do I do this? For God's sake, how do I do this? And somebody will get back to you within a couple of minutes. It is really, yeah. really good. And that, that's yeah. one of the good things about sim racing these days that we didn't have uh, back in Scale Extrix days was these massive communities um, who are yeah. all interconnected. They all know everybody else. And yeah. um, they'll point you in the right direction. If they haven't got the answer, they'll know exactly the person who has. And that's really yeah. what, what sort of makes, I, I think, you know, but it could be same. It's probably the same in the Call of Duty community, the FIFA community. Who knows? I don't mix with those. But um, yeah. it, it's, it's one of the nice things. You know, you do get a sense of community in sim racing where people are genuinely only too happy to help. And I'm only too happy to help with any questions that anybody has. Just fire them at me, either on my channel or on um, your channel or anything like that. I'll yeah. help any, any way I can because I've been there. Let me, I've done the suffering so you don't have to. It's very, very <laughs> altruistic of me. No, that's fantastic. Now, John Vorter has just joined us. He's as just well. joined. How yeah, did he get he... on? How'd you get on, John? Ask me the question, then John can tell us how he got on. I reckon right, he came yeah. top 10. I'm sure. So we've got lots of people in the chat. We've got Woes, we've got Vorter, we've got Pit Stop Productions, we've got Rumar, we've got Keith Bologna, and many, many more. As we go through, if I missed anyone, I do apologise. Flattered, but uh, but no, it's it's all fantastic. And uh, now I was going to say now, uh, Keith has asked a question. Uh, I mean, I'll find it here. Uh, he says, uh, uh, "What is it your favourite car uh, in the iRacing series?" Um, this again, this is really sort of interesting because uh, you can't you can't really have one. Um, start saying who's your favorite supermodel. Um, it's it because if a lot of cars are getting to know the car, get to know the track. Some cars, you've all got friends who you've got, you've got your friend, like your wife's friends and your friends, and sometimes they, they mix and some friends don't like each other. And that's the same in sim racing. You could love this, this one car, but this one car doesn't love spa, or this, yeah. this spa isn't very friendly to, you know your 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 favorite gte car so you need to know again by learning and taking the time to practice properly you need to find out what cars are better for which tracks um so my the car i raced the most 
Um, if I if I go for the, the two main classes of car I drive, the GT3s and the GTEs, the car that I race the most in GT3 is the Lamborghini Huracan. Um, okay. I just for a start, it looks like it's going fast, even when it isn't. So if yeah. I take a screenshot <laughs> of me racing, you think I'm doing an extra 20 miles an hour than I probably actually am. And it, it, it is a really fast car. It's very low. It's very stable. It handles lateral tracks very well. Yeah. Things like Brands Hatch, Road Atlanta, um, Mid-Ohio, Sports Car Course, um, um, Motorsport, uh, Mossport in um, in Canada, Canadian Time Motorsports Park. The, these tracks where they have a lot of very quick left-right sections. Also, um, the one we're at this week in GT3s, a twin – it's so hard to say – Twin Ring Motegi has a couple of corners yeah. with very fast left rights, and you need a car which can handle that, that lateral movement. So the Lamborghini for me for GT3, for the GTEs, um, and John Vorter is going to do backflips for this because for me my favourite GTE is the Porsche um, 911 RSR. It, it looks good. Um, it's mid-engined, really well, well balanced, sounds yeah. amazing, looks amazing. Yeah. I've seen yeah. them in real life. I, you know, I went. I was saying before we came on. I went to watch a Le Mans twenty four hours, and to yeah, see these yeah. cars close up, but to hear them go past is something else. So yeah, the Porsche yeah, nine eleven yeah. RSR and the Lamborghini GT three probably the two that I use the most. Oh, that's fantastic! No, that's really good. I mean, the thing is, with with sim racing, it's just vast, isn't it? All the different options you can. So many combinations. Yeah. See, I love GT four and, and mm. GT sport. I, 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 GT four is always quite fun. It does even some of the front drive cars. I quite like race A. I mean, everyone hates race A this week, but I quite like that it's a topless. Um, all, the, all the best racing in a set of course of competizione is in GT4, but nobody does it. You look at the servers yeah. online, yeah. there's like 50 servers, not a single driver. Even the people who own the servers don't race in their own servers. So GT4 yeah. is, is that, I mean, if you see like Mr. Git always races yeah. GT4, it's superb. GT4 yeah. and I racing, you've got the BMW, you've got the McLaren, you've got the Porsche Cayman. All of them, yeah. superb cars. But I have to try that. The thing is, it, they take a lot of time to get used to because their brakes are softer and yeah. um, the tyres don't start warm. Uh, but they can take curbs much better than a GT3 can, so you can really yeah. abuse them more. The ride height is higher and that you can abuse them more. But, yeah, on, uh, on, on a set of course, so the GT4 class is superb, but just nobody drives it. I remember we did uh, on Thea's stream uh, last week, we were at uh, Bathurst, mm. and we were using the, the GT3 Aston Martin or GT4 Aston Martin. Aston Martin, yeah, superb car. And, the Aston I had Martin. such a good race. I, yeah. Even in the wet, normal races, I would never really touch. Yeah. I'd have a go with that, and I did quite. I did quite well. I was climbing up the field, got some top ten finishes. In fact, one race, I think, in the, in the in the wet race, I finished fifth. One of the races, I finished fifth. I mean, so I was quite chuffed. Um, the, you're talking about the wet again. Sim racers are their own worst enemy. We want an, an Aris from a set of course of competition. Only said this at the um, the sim racing expert at the weekend because um, they were having a panel and they said, no, have you got any last comments? And he said, yes. Um, you asked for night racing. You asked for rain. Use them. Nobody uses. Nobody drives in the wet or the dark. You asked for yeah. it. Nobody does it. iRacing yeah. has got rain coming to it. Everybody wants it. No one's going to do it. It's so yeah. predictable yeah. because yeah. people want a, a, an optimum track in a GT3 at Spa, Every or Monza or whatever, yeah, that's what they yeah. want. So we're our own worst enemy. We ask for all these lovely things, and then when we get them, well, it's like it's like you know you buy your cat an expensive toy, and you turn yeah. around after you've made it, and it's sitting <laughs> in the box. Yeah, it looks so like, yeah. we're the worst of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, that's that's the thing. But uh, it's, it is it is fantastic. Yeah, mm. On top of that, a lot of people obviously own servers. I never uh, really kind of knew how all that works, especially in things like I said, of course, the competition. And mm. um, what in terms of cost? Um, does does it cost to, to a reasonable bit well, of money to run a server? For um, I mean, different different games operate in different ways. Um, I'll, I'll make a few quick examples. So, um, R Factor Two and Assetto Corsa, they have a very big modding community. Yeah. But the problem yeah. with that is, is that it's difficult to open a server so that everybody has the same car that you need or the same track yeah. that you need. They might have a different version. So those servers operate slightly differently. Um, R Factor Two is a nightmare for that because um, they they sell their content. You think iRacing's content and the way you pay for it is is difficult. R Factor 2 says, hold my beer. Um, you can <laughs> buy everything as a pack, or you can buy it individually. Now, the yeah. problem is, on their competition servers, if you want to drive a championship, you have to have all the cars and all the tracks for that championship. But you can only drive one car, and you might want to not want to drive all the tracks. So I wanted to do this because they were doing testing, and I wanted to have a go at this. So mm. in order to drive an Aston Martin GTE at Silverstone, I had to buy a Corvette C8R and the Nordschleife, even yeah. though I couldn't drive the Corvette because I was driving registered with the Aston, and yeah. I didn't want to drive the Nordschleife because, I, as I mentioned in my pre-stream communication, I never Nordschleife. Ever. It's a horrible yeah. track. So that's that. So so those servers are difficult to set up because you need everybody to have the same thing. Um, mm. A set of course competizioni, straightforward. Locked in game, licensed, all the content is is provided for you. Um, on average, you're looking at about for a 32 slot on the grid server per month, you're probably looking at around six or seven pounds per month. Right. Uh, it's hosted for you. You have a website. You log on. You get a control panel. You set the parameters for what you want the session to be. Then you click go, and the server's live. You can do it in literally five minutes from ordering it. You can be up and running in five minutes. Um, wow. A set of courses is really easy. iRacing is even easier. Um, you pay as you go with that. So typically, if you want to buy um, four hours of server time, um, that will cost you $2. Um, and you set up the server how you want. You make all the rules through a wizard. You click on what boxes you want, yeah. what cars do you want, what rules do you want, what conditions do you want, and then you, you can either schedule it or start it immediately, and iRacing handle it all for you. You just It shows up in the list and people join. The, the other interesting thing about iRacing private servers is that, um, that, that all the hosted sessions on a private server do not affect your ratings. So you can crash as much as you like, doesn't affect your right. i-rating or your safety rating you might get disqualified in the race or you might get yeah, instant points yeah. in the race but it doesn't reflect on your license so mm. um you can have a lot it's a lot more relaxing basically in a hosted yeah. i-racing server but yeah typically for them something like acc about seven quid a month um take a few minutes to set it up again i've, I've i gave john uh Vorta, um a link to the i-racing uh, sorry the assetto corsa competizione server wiki which tells you all you need to know it gives you all the commands all you need to know about setting up a server and running a race um it's very very straightforward it's not wow. very daunting at all it really is yeah. so simple i think we might have to do that yeah. i can see it on a set of course the competition i think i could see a, a gp4 they, 
Sorry about coming. Don't don't forget as well that with the release of a solo course competition on PlayStation Five next mm-hmm. February, you can do what you can do in Gran Turismo, and you can host private lobbies on your own machine. So you don't need to hire a server; you can just do it on your machine and get your friends to come and play on that. At the moment, you can't. You have to use the same system that the PC version does. But again, it's just as easy. It has fewer features, but it's just as easy. But from February next year, ACC on PlayStation 5 and Xbox um, Series X will have their own private servers for free, and you can just set up a race online straight away and ping it out, which is a good system because the PC doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a bit more tricky with all of that. And I'd be interested to see if the version on PS5 has similar graphics or if, it, if it's anywhere near um, the PC version because the PC graphics are quite good on a set of course of competition. But um, I know that that riles everybody up in the chat because I don't pronounce the competition properly. But, uh, you've, but got that's, the, the competition. you've got to have the as yeah, well. I've just done a bit of glaze in that, but <laughs> I don't know what the word is for Italian version of that. But that's been, that's been my version of that. But no, it's fantastic. So, well, let us say I'll quickly look through the questions because we've got lots of people mm. in the chat. We've got 10 people watching, plus with lots of hundreds and hundreds of, of comments tonight, which is absolutely brilliant. So if you've got more questions for Matt, then make sure you put them in here and put them in the capitals if you can. Um, that's that's the thing. So what's been your most memorable race, Matt, that you've oh, ever done? Well, again, well, there's... there's I, I don't win a lot. Um, when, I... I don't know why I do the YouTube thing. I really don't know. I, I've, I've thought about it long and hard. I've been I've been doing my YouTube channel for three and a bit years. I hit 400 subs today. Thank you, Oreo. He was number 400. My friend's got a dog called Oreo. Hopefully it wasn't the dog. But um, uh, And then Darren Turner was 401. So thank you to Oreo and Darren Turner today. Very much appreciated. But I don't know why I do it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not a massively fast racer. You look at the guys who stream on Twitch, and, mm. and they, always, they always come top two, top three. And... I, I just think, well, I'm racing. I'm an average guy. Sometimes I finish near the back. Um, most of the time I'll finish sort of in the middle. And occasionally it'll click. My my, my practice will pay off and I'll be at the front. So um, my most memorable race, I, I don't have a lot of victories. I had two, ra- two wins in Skip Barber. My first win in Skip Barber was Okayama. I had a race-long battle with another guy and we ended up being a drag race to the line. I beat him by a couple of hundredths of a second. It's a phenomenal race, yeah. really good. My second win came two weeks later. Phenomenal. I waited so long, and then I like buses. I had another <laughs> one. And that was at um, uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. And I actually won that one legitimately. Overtook some people, got into the lead, held it. And um, they were really memorable. Then my biggest one for me, though, has been um, – I've, I've got two GT3 wins. And again, some people will win a GT3 race every couple of hours because they, they just it just clicks for them. But for me, it's it's a lot harder than that. Um, so my first GT3 race win, and there's, there's a couple of reasons why it's it's memorable. The first, obviously, because it was, I never thought I'd ever get one. I mean, I, I, came, I came third in a GT3 race at Laguna Sacra about three weeks before it. And I was, I was amazed. I thought this has got to be some mistake, you know, count, count the votes again. Um, there's got to be some mistake. I don't come on the podium. And then two, a few weeks later, I was at Suzuka in an Audi R8 and I qualified third. And I thought, well, this is odd. And at the end of the first lap, second spun off in one thirty R because it was, it, the, the race time was 6.30 AM. So the track was cold. Tires were cold. He got one thirty R all wrong. Nose dived into a tie barrier. And then yeah. for the next, it's, it's about um, 
I think it's about a 20, 21 lap race. And for yeah. 15 laps, I was right on the tail of P1. And then yeah. we caught the traffic and I thought he, he's got a low, he's got a lower eye rating. He's got a lower safety rating. I don't think he's that experienced at leading a race. I'm going to get in the pits and hope that he's had trouble getting through the traffic. So I did an early pit stop, came out within two laps. I was 15 seconds ahead and it was a stroll. And at the end, again, it was like, it was weird because there was no cars with me. It was a very, I described it on my video at the time. I said, this is very odd. It's it's very Zen-like experience. It's almost like out of body. I'm driving, but there's nothing. There's no one. It's like I'm on another plane. There's no one there. So that was a a memorable race because my first win. At the end of it, I thought, well, it was easy. Why don't I do that more often? But also um, my uncle, my uncle in America, I said I have American uh, family. Uh, my uncle in America, he was he was really a big fan of, of my channel and he was watching all my races and he would always be taking the mick out of me. Um, but unfortunately, um, he died of, uh, with cancer just before Christmas. And I thought, that's just typical. I win a race yeah. and he can't see it. So, ah, unlucky. But um, yeah. And then I won. When, when iRacing released their Porsche 911 GT3R, which was not the start of this season, but the start of last season. So that had been um, April or something, March, yeah. April. Um, my first race in that, I thought, right, okay, let's see what this new car's all about. Streaked away with a win. I thought, well, that was all right. Again, that was easy. Why don't I do that more often? So they're <laughs> the most memorable ones. But the, yeah, my yeah. first GT3 win, Suzuka, um, just phenomenal. Or, literally, most of the video, I'm driving like this. I don't understand what's going on. I, I, I don't lead funny, races. I don't win yeah. races. What is going on? And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. It's the the uh, you know the feeling you get when you win a race in iRacing, racing, it's you think wow, it, for the last forty minutes or the last hour or whatever race I've done the last fifteen minutes, wow, you just emotionally you just sit there, it just drains out of you, and yeah. and that is why you know is is the, the 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 sim race game which makes me the most nervous. I don't get nervous before a set of course of competizione or any of the others, iRacing. racing. Every race, I'm there, and it's like the end of the end of airplane. The sweat is yeah. pouring off me, and I just need somebody to lean in and say, "Good luck. We're all counting on you." But yeah. um, it's it's really it's hard to win, I think, in iRacing racing for an yeah. average guy. And uh, so when they do come, it's it's amazing. It really is nothing, no feeling like it, really. Yeah, and it's, oh, I'm, just, I'm just very grateful that we can experience this through technology, having good PCs and good steering wheels and good pedals and good monitors and good headsets and good programmers and a good community to help you out. That you can experience these highs that normally, you know, also about i racing. I've 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 won I've I've beaten um, racers like Kel- Kevin Kelvin Van der Linde, the DTM wow. leader. Uh, it was okay. It was multi-class. I was in LMP1. He was in a GTE. We don't worry about that. It still counts. <laughs> it was four position. But yeah. I've, you know, you, you you turn up at a race. Oh, there's Fernando Alonso. Oh, there's Lando Norris. Motegi, where we raced this week in the GT3s. The first time I raced at Motegi, I was on the back row of the grid, and next to me was Lando Norris, who went on to win. I didn't come anywhere near the front, but he just he just cut through the field um, yeah, in a forty-minute yeah. race. It was hilarious. What happened to him um, these days? I don't really hear about Lando Norris these days. He was so promising, but um, yeah, <laughs> Kel- Kelvin Van Hillen, Lando Norris, um, Tony Canaan races a lot um online um absolute legend of real motorsports he's just getting into sim racing uh, he's he's allied with dave sampson uh, who streams on twitch uh, who's a british guy who now lives and works in um uh, north carolina i think it is in the states 
and they do a lot of work. And they're, again, they're friends with Annie and and yeah. um, you know Dave Cameron. Everybody knows each other. Every, yeah. you know, yeah. It's the community is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Now we've got a couple of very quick questions just to finish. go for it. Uh, with Keith has uh, said, my final question: Do you own all the road iRacing content? Um, I'm not far for it. Um, I, the trouble is, though, I'm, I'm terrible for this. Um, it's like, oh, look at the shiny, shiny. Um, <laughs> so la last week. Uh, they released the Porsche um, 992 GT3 Cup car. The Porsche Cup car, uh, notoriously, especially the old one, one of the hardest cars to drive in iRacing. No traction, no ABS, uh, mm. rear-wheel drive. It's a real difficult car to, to drive. But once you get the hang of it, again, so rewarding. I, I got a podium in a race at Spa in the Porsche, Porsche Cup cars. And again, I'm just walking around questioning, had I died? And something happened because this is just, this is so bizarre. But I've bought that Cup car. Probably never going to race it, uh, which will annoy John. But there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a lot of cars. I think I've got something like 75 or 80 cars, and I, I tend to race about five because yeah. this was all early day purchases. I bought everything at the start. I, I just want, oh, I want to race that. Oh, do you know what? I've got all these GT3 cars, but I haven't got that one. I better get that one to complete the set. Never raced it. Um, yeah. So I'm terrible like that. Um at the beginning with iRacing, you just need to look at the schedules and see which schedules you're interested in, share the same content, then go for those, and then slowly build up. And don't forget, yeah. once you get into D-Class and above, if you complete eight races in a 12, eight different races in a 12-week season, iRacing will pay you money. Um, if you complete um, three series, basically, so three different series, eight races in each over different weeks, you'll get um, $10 every season, which is $40 a year. There's no other game which will pay you to play its game. And you can oh. use those for cars, tracks, subscription, anything you want. So, again, it helps bring the cost of it down. Um, people say RS is expensive only at the beginning. Once you get past the first 12 months, it's as cheap as anything. I know people who say, oh, racing is so expensive. And then they go out and every year they buy the Ultimate Edition Formula One, the Ultimate Edition FIFA, yeah, Ultimate Edition yeah. Call of Duty. They're all 90 quid games. I don't spend yeah. anything like over 100 quid on iRacing a year, which works out at two pounds a month. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I own most of the stuff, but I don't drive most of the stuff now. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, Pete's putting a shift tonight. <laughs> it With certainly has. Yeah. And we've got Erid here as well. Yeah, um, go for yes, it. We've got, uh, all, uh, we were racing last night on Thea's stream, which was fantastic. Um, hmm. So, yeah, no, he's just joined us in the last uh, few minutes, or something that's commented here in the last few minutes. So it's fantastic to see everybody. Now, next week, we've got Zavages on the, on the, the interview. Um, he is from, I think, Slovenia, and uh, one of the fastest guys. In fact, he just finished in the top 20 for both the manufacturers and the Nations Cup in GT Sport, uh, and he streams as well. So he'll be there on the 30th, and then on the 7th, we've got Dave Cam. Dave, um, Dave's says, awesome. Yeah, Dave's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He's so lovely. He makes me he makes me crack up. And his, his, his wife Julie as well. His, his partner Julie. Um, she mm. sort of because he's got two rigs side by side, yeah. and and she sort of drives in one, he drives in the other. So um, not um, Annie and Larry don't have two rigs. I mean, they're, yeah, they're an iRacing yeah. couple, but they share the same rig. But but yeah, Julie and Dave are, are side by side. But uh, they yeah. went to the, the the sim racing expo, yes, drove all the way, drove all the way back. Yeah, I went saw them. Went on the Nordschleife. I need to watch his video because I know oh, he did one life. that had the whole thing on it. And um, so he's coming in two weeks' time. And then Ask him got, about uh, his dogs. About his dogs. Ask, he's, course, he's got these Labradors, black Labradors. They're mental. Yeah, because he was a policeman, wasn't he? He was a was policeman. 
Yeah, I think I, you said that in one of the, one of the um, chat and chill sessions that I joined a few weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, so looking forward to having him. Then we've got uh, um, the Canadian uh, esporting uh, lobby who are going to be, it's, it's a chap called Jeremy uh, from Canada, from Montreal, uh, and very kindly got in touch through the internet. So if you're looking, if you're watching this now or you're hearing this on the podcast and you would like to come on the show, let us know. We'll get you a slot. Um, but Jeremy um, has, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, because he had lost sorts of little French connections. <laughs> and, and um, uh, but Jeremy... You're so uncultured. Uh, I know I, 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 my father would, would, would turn in his grave because I did my higher French a long time ago. Um, but uh, he found me on the internet. He's been listening to the podcast, and of which everything is in the description, so you can listen to our podcast as well there. We've got lots of people uh, on our whole catalogue. Um, and uh, and certainly loves the shows and would love, uh, and uh, was recommended to come on as I'd uh, love to be a guest. So he's coming on in about three or four weeks' time, around about the 14th, I think, of October. Um, he'll be on the show. So, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Things are mm. really kind of building up. And we're nearly at, we're nearly at 500 subs. Um, we were at 478 before we started. So hopefully we haven't gone down. Hopefully we've gone up. Um, so we're almost, we're almost at, uh, at 500. Uh, and there's a big special prize now. I did have the prize. Where did it go? You get to win a a, a a brand new Daxia, yeah, um, yeah, that, Logan car. I'm going to lose subs. I'm going to lose a serious number of subs for that. I think that's quite possibly. But no, here we are. It is for 500. When we when we hit 500, we've got this photo tile that's going out to the 500 one, which is of Senna and Hamilton. So you just see that on there. So that's going out, and you just stick it on to your wall. It's got little stickers on the back there. And when we hit a thousand, one of the prizes here I've got is this photo tile here as well. So that's a nice classic one. If you're a bit of an F1 fan, that's definitely worth having. If you've, if you've watched the Schumacher documentary, that was obviously taken while they were still talking to each other. Yeah, I love going on YouTube and finding all the kind of the bits when that there's that famous video when Senna talks to him for about 20 minutes when yeah. he took him out in France. I think it was at the French Grand Prix at Magna Cours, and he's like he's arm just, round him and just saying, You can't explain do this. to him. And it was like, you know, this is you how know. we work. I win, you don't win <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah. Remember that. But you had to love him, though, because he was just, like, Senna was just astonishing. Well, uh, with his, Senna, sorry. a very quick Senna thing that I, I read in one of his biographies. Um, he, he, he got to, I can't remember who it was, I don't know if it was the early days at McLaren, but he went out onto the track. And he, to do an installation lap, and he just came straight back in. And he said, that tyre is, is bigger than that tyre. And they said, oh, Ron Dennis was like, oh, you're talking rubbish. And they, we've yeah. literally just unwrapped them. They're no, no, he goes, that one is bigger than that one. He goes, no, get out there and do it. So he goes out again, does another cup, comes back and says, no, I'll tell you that. I mean, this is very similar to the the wall moved story at Adelaide, which is, again, phenomenal, um, because it did move. And yeah. he said, no, that tyre is bigger than that one. They're like, okay, I'll go and have lunch. And quick measure the tyres. And, and one tyre was... was <laughs> was two millimetres bigger than the other. And they were both yeah. out of the same mould and the same tyre warmers. But he just he just knew straight away, that one was bigger than that one. And yeah. just a phenomenal. I mean, that, that, that is a special type of racing driver to know. That, and, and Schumacher was the same ilk. The, the technical side, again, going back to know your car, know the yeah. track, get to, to see what the, the, their foibles are, yeah. and then you'll, you'll do much better for it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, it is something, I mean, I, I ended up buying a subscription to F1 TV, mm. because you can get all the old races, and I, the only race I ever saw live. 93 um, Donington. Yeah, and, and I saw uh, Senna win there, and I was watching it on the thing, on the on the F1 TV, and it's just the noise, the atmosphere brings mm. it all back, 
and just how incredible the racing was you know i know they were boring races there were a lot of boring races in that year when ferrari were trying to win and they never could until schumacher finally finally got there um but although i loved the lacy when lacy won in 95 in canada that was always a, i was a big john lacy fan but uh, that v12 ferrari was something else especially the 95 car looked amazing mm. one of my favorite favorite cars but it's been an absolute honor to uh, and 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 joy to have you on the show wow, look, look at the time wow i know and an hour and 23 minutes my goodness me at, uh, but we could have gone on for many more for many more hours and oh, this definitely this will go on as a podcast as well um, over the weekend it'll be monday i'll get that um sent over to you they'll they'll um, cut all the boring bits out and it'll be eight and a half minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh it's great but thanks to everybody who's been watching here tonight and yes, the thanks same, everybody it's uh, we've got zavitz on next week on the 30th so make sure you tune in for that and of course we've got the the um, the, the link for uh, matt's uh, youtube channel in the description and if you haven't already subbed to us please give us a sub that would be fantastic i will be a little bit closer to 500 subs that would be fun uh, absolutely amazing but the Car 7 Race Driver Show. Now, do you know our motto? Because we've got two parts yes. to the motto. Would you yes. like to finish the show doing our motto? Drive fast and try not to crash. Into me, generally. That's it. And if you do, you might just win the race at the first corner. You might and do. Uh, Best place to. <laughs> as John Vorta found out tonight, the first five corners. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Stay on the line, Matt. And uh, we will see you. See you later, folks. Very soon. Bye to say.